Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes encountered Onog Steeltail, a dwarven hunter hoping to make a name for himself as the world's premier hunter of thunder lizards. He persuaded the party to help him in his hunt, and as a team, they felled the massive beast and divvied out trophies. We rejoin them now as they work on repairing a rowboat that they found on the shores of the river that flows south toward the Venture Company base camp. It's time to queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. The clay and mud, could we... You said your masonry tools? Yeah, I'm just thinking about the water, though. Um, I can... um, I can go over to a tree and take my hand axe and try to uh, knock off a really big piece of wood that we can try to do the same thing with, but just it wouldn't be um, wouldn't be leather, but it would be you know, bark. And then maybe we can take some like green uh, branches, like you know the small kind, like from from like baby trees or you know just new branches or something or vines or you know, and um, put it put it like weave it all on top of that, and then take the rope and and. Um, put it all around the uh, the boat to, to hold it in place. And the place where I would put any kind of binding thing, if we find it, it would be on the inside probably, but we're not at that point yet. So I, I've done those things. Try to get the bark. I'm, I'm tr- I try to get the, 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 the hard part of this is getting a big piece of bark, a foot-sized piece of bark. In, in my opinion, that'd be the hard part. Okay. Um, what would you so like to roll I, for I'm, that? I, I'm thinking survival. Survival. Okay. Following tracks, hunting game, leading your group through the thing, following, predicting weather, avoiding quicksand and natural hazards. Um, mm, maybe not. Then. Yeah, maybe Nature, not survival. Maybe? I was thinking for this, it could be either something, there's literally only one strength-based check. Um, there's nature, I think, would probably be okay. There's... Um, you know what? I would say yeah, survival Survival would be fine because this is like woodsmanship and that kind of thing. I would say survival would be fine. Okay. 21. Ooh, a 21 is a big time success. Not only are you able to get your hand axe like tight into like where the bark is starting to peel, but as you're pulling it down, it comes off in a nice, big, thick sheet, all one piece. Looks great. Fantastic. Okay, so I don't think this fixes it for for real for real but you know that's that's my role what you got focus 
Um, I'd like to add to what you're what you're doing there. Um, I have a water skin that I would like to um, break the stitching on because if I, you know, I know a water skin. It's usually two halves put together, and I want to break the stitching, so it's a decent piece, probably about that big, of leather designed to keep water in itself. Um, and so I want to take that and combine that up with. Um, I have sealing wax and I have a candle that I'd like to add to the mixture to kind of make a, a seal oh, with the wax. wax. Um, yeah. I don't know what skill that would be, but in my mind, it's an intelligence check of whatever. Survival was wisdom. Ari did dex. I'm thinking an intelligence check on this. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, intelligence checks is um, comes in play when you need to draw on logic, education, memory, or deductive reasoning. It's kind of what I was thinking. Um, I guess it would be a nature check then in that case. Uh, okay, let's say that what you're trying to do is not putting all these things together, because you know, that doesn't take a whole lot of brain power. What takes brain power is knowing where the water pressure is going to hit on the side of the boat and knowing how much you're going to need. Okay, so that's fine. I would say that nature's fine for that. 17. Yeah, you do a pretty good job, too. I mean, with the large piece of wood that you have to work with and the the waterproofing that you get out of the uh, the, the the water skin, um, it's not bad. It's It's looking like this boat might hold water. So that's three checks when you do four. So I think the fourth mm-hmm. one, we need to look at our oars. Okay. How would you guys like to address that? What's wrong with the oars? They just look old and worn, a little on the rotted side. Um, paddling hard on them may end up breaking them. Uh, we can lash the stuff together with uh, some kind of strength check, the kind of athletics, like trying to put it together, kind of hold it together, and then lash it. and like So get a get another stick, and then kind of reinforce the piece that's already there like a like we find like a like a couple of branches that are uh you know of the of the right size i think that'd be pretty easy and then something for the um paddle though the paddle part if you get a stick that that has like a a decent v in it you know, so here's here's the long branch off the top of it, and it's got a V at the bottom. The V sits on the back side of the paddle, kind of reinforcing the existing wood that's there already. Sure. So as you push against the water, it's pushing back up against the V of the of the two sticks. That wood, I think, would hold the wood together. And I'm thinking maybe if we're talking about different ability checks um, maybe athletics or strength to, to kind of hold this all together and balance lashing it all together okay go for it okay. uh, prior to this uh, do you Butch do you want to take this roll are you better on because I've only got a plus two uh, I, if it was me been, rolling up we've been fixing this boat for a while now I'm kind of hungry I'm going to uh, eat my battle burger Okay. And how about an athletics roll? Okay. <laughs> a natural one. <laughs> so and natural I have ones plus nine. <laughs> natural ones are, are very important when it comes to attack rolls. Even if you put the plus nine that would put you at a ten, I was looking for a fourteen. Um if you somehow had a plus thirteen 
on this, I still would have given that to you. Uh, unfortunately, on a 10, you put them together really good. They look great. You're going to be fine. I don't know what you got, Falcus. I mean, are, are we uh, doing more skill checks for this? No, that know. was four. You guys are done. We're, we're, they, they look fine. They look fine <laughs> let's take it let's let's take it and go with it let's see if they let's see how this goes are we going up river or down river down river <laughs> okay. i feel like okay. it's going okay, down so river yeah i feel like it's going yeah because we're we're it's exiting out at the reef so let's let, let's be careful with these with these battles guys we don't need to be in a hurry with them let's just go with the river and use the paddles for steering more than uh for uh racing you know what i mean Yes, and getting us to the shore when we're ready to get off. All right. We're going to run this by the seat of our pants. All four of us together are seats in our pants. The way I'm going to say that this is happening, assuming everybody's ready to go. I'm ready. Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, So the way that this could have gone is if the boat repair challenge had been uh, like, all successes or like maybe only one failure uh it probably would have been like okay you take a leisurely cruise down the road and then you arrive but as you did two successes and two failures we're gonna do i think actually i think it would be would you guys like to do this as another skill challenge yes um okay or or what's the adoption um, I don't know. I was going to like make up things that happened. I was going to like basically replay a whitewater rafting trip that I had in my head and then make you guys respond to the things that I think of. Let's do that. I think that'll be fine because we already did skill challenge thing. It was kind of like uh, it kind of worked. It kind of didn't for what we were doing. I think this will be fine. We're just make stuff up as we go along. All right. We have a boat. Um, where is everybody in the boat? And in fact, due to the size of the tokens, actually, let me stretch. Let me stretch all of this just a little bit. Let's go ahead and add a couple spaces. I'd like to think that Falkus is Captain Morganing the top of the of the front of the boat. Okay, cool. Um, so there's two oars. So the way you pilot a rowboat is either one person with both of them in their hands that's rowing, uh, or you could have them like sit side by side and row like one at a time. Um, so who's taking what job? Do we have a croc spotter or do we have somebody like, you know, piloting for rocks? Like what's going on? I can be the rower all myself, but I understand I got to like steer and stuff, you know, the rows. We're mostly going to be using the currents guys, but I can, um, take the, uh, both rows. Remember I just ate that burger. I got, I got, you know, my athletics, you know. It's plus like nine. It. That's true. So um, I will do that, but know that I am not going to be abusing these rows. You're not in a race. No. Um, I will be the croc and rock spotter. The croc and rock. And guiding your rowing. Uh, okay. I am well aware that you're facing backwards, so I know to tell you things in reverse directions. Okay. Am I facing backwards? Yes. When you're in a rowboat, your back faces the direction you're going. There we go. When you're piloting a rowboat. <laughs> turn, your, <laughs> turn your token upside down. I love it. So, Miss Ari, is is there any, like, bardic things that you can do to keep our I... oars in place and... Sing a song. Keep in mind, keep in mind, 
there was a short rest a minute ago, so you're all full up of inspirations now that your inspirations come back on a short rest. So I'm just going to pop one on each of you just in case something goes weird. So you each have a bardic inspiration. Cool. And then, yeah, I don't think I have anything that I can do um, other than, nope, my nothing. So yeah, I'm just going to be sitting here extra watching for stuff. Maybe as Falcus is looking more close distance, maybe I'm long distancing, being like, oh, there's a curb up ahead. Turn the river. Okay. So Falcus is on the lookout for hazards. Ari's on the lookout for pathing. Because Does that kind of work? That works fine for me because as this as this river turns and moves, there are going to be rocks and things that you're going to have to keep an eye out for. So Falcus, that's going to be your job. But there's also going to be like the, the direction of the current. Um, it is sometimes the case where the water just wants to lead you into the shore or the water wants to... Yep. Um, go through the rocks where there's a perfectly open space right over there. So, Ari, okay, that's great. That's going to be your job. You're going to keep an eye out for that. Falcus, perception check for hazards. Ari, investigation check because you don't, you can clearly see where the water is moving. You have no reason, like, it's easy to see the direction of the water. What you're trying to do is see that and then deduce the best path through the water. Um... Butch, uh, athletics. 16 for athletics. 17 for investigation. A one that turns into a seven for perception. Okay, Falcus is really spending more of his time uh, trying to make sure he's got that exact Captain Morgan pose where like oh, you get God. a good shot of the over overfolds on the, on the calves of his boots and he's got like his chest sticking out just such that it looks like he has muscles even though he doesn't. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's cool. Uh, Ari is going, all right, well, okay. So this way and that way. So to make sure that this and that, and is giving Butch really good directions as far as like, okay, we have to go with the water, make sure we're going around the rocks. And Butch is like, all right, cool power, you know, muscle power. Let's pull it. And then just starts rowing, but is being careful about making sure that like, we're not overworking the oars here. Cause we're 100% sure that that was done right. But so far things are looking okay. But then it feels more like you're being pulled through the water than it does Butch is pulling you through the water. It's really starting to feel like you're picking up pace, but Butch is like not paddling all that hard. He's mostly steering more than, you know, man muscling through it. And it it, it seems like the rapid the, the rapids. It seems like the um the 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 flow of the water is starting to pick up. There's a little bit more of a current oh here. Um, the bottom is shallow, shallowed out a little bit. Uh, water's starting to kind of rush a little faster. And it's getting to the point where, oh, okay, well, actually, we are going to have to participate in a boat ride. Ari, as you look downriver, you start to see that there are some uh, some more rocks in the way. You start to see that the water is starting to cap as it rolls over the water. And there's going to be spaces here where it's going to take some real, um, some real effort to make sure you're still in the way. Uh, of of the trip and you're you're pointing you're like all right well it seems like okay if we if we if we cut really hard to one side we'll be able to get through without any kind of problem um and as you're trying to measure this out like how far should we go uh let's get um a persuasion check because what you're doing is saying carefully like 
okay, we have to go this far, and you're remembering that Bush, Butch is looking in the other direction, and you're, like, trying to translate and make sure that this all works. I rolled a 26. Oh, and you do it super, super easily. You, like, okay, Butch, cut to your port right now. And he's like, I know what direction port is. It's the opposite from uh, Chardonnay. And he, like, cuts hard to... <laughs> the one side and you just, just around the rocks the water's starting to pick up a little bit faster though mm-hmm. Falcus you are really not paying very much attention at all to the hazards that are out there in the water you're really more focused on what you're doing and you're standing which is a little bit of a concern I need you to roll me an acrobatics check okie dokie 18 Okay, so you're trying to make sure you got your Captain Morgan going because if anybody on the shoreline sees this, it has to look epic. And then the boat rocks to one side. Ari had her eyes open. There weren't rocks here. Everything was fine. You don't fall over on your butt because you had the the wherewithal to catch everything. Let's scoot you guys a little downriver here. Uh, But you look over to the side of the boat you got rocked by what looks like oh a big old crock. Should have been paying closer attention, but you rolled a one. So up from underneath, thump, to one side. The whole boat lists very slightly to um, whatever direction it does. Uh, let me think. The starboard. Am I right? That's because the that's the port. port side. Yeah, perfect. So it bounces to one side. You, oh, oh, and then you, you settle down and you get back down into position because your lower and your center of gravity is better. And to one side, you see there is this giant crocodile which is pulled up alongside of you. It is going to tail swipe against your boat because it's just an unreasonable monster and it just wants to attack you. Um, I would say, oh, I never figured out what a rowboat's armor class is. I bet it's in D&D Beyond. Oh my god, rowboat equipment. Oh my god, large vehicle. Uh, creature capacity, cargo capacity, travel pace. Does it have an armor class? Oh, it does. It has an armor class of 11. Okay, so uh, the crocagator is going to tail swipe against the side of the boat um, dealing 11 <laughs> 11 oh. bludgeoning damage to the side of this boat uh, I'm going to mark really quickly its uh, hit points we're about to be swimming and its armor class and I'm going to make it so that you guys can see the bars and the numbers on that am I going to stick my foot in my mouth and say is our hit points for our boat compromised by the job we've done the no. patch job. No, I thought the patch job was fine. Okay. You guys rolled successes on your patch job fixing. And the failure that you rolled in the patch job, you were like, all right, well, this leather's no good, and just tossed it and did something different. So, no, the the, the, the integrity of the hull is fine. Good deal. Until now, when uh, Monster slapped it. Um, so, if you... If you click on the boat itself, and I know I got a lot of uh, tokens layered over each other, so it may be a little tough. But if you click on the boat itself, you should see its hit points and its armor class. It's got an 11 armor class, and it had 50 hit points until just now. What would you guys like to do in response to getting tail slapped by an alligator? You guys can try to paddle away from it. You guys can try to attack it. You guys can try something else that you think is clever. Like, what's what's happening in the boat right now? 
Okay, I can see very clearly <clears throat> that the boat took damage, and I understand that uh, we're going to sink uh, if it takes too much. Uh, I take the oar on the starboard side, and I cut hard to steer the boat um, to this um, the, the, the west side of the river. So if we're going to... Away from the beast. The, sorry, the east side, which is actually going towards the beast. But what I'm, what I'm trying to do is to um, take a steer us in, in this direction. You see what I mean? Yeah. Which, which which doesn't help us with the beast necessarily, but I'd rather um, capsize or crash, you know. Closer to the side of shore where we want to be off on. Right. Not in the middle. Okay. Love um, it. Yeah, that's that's like, that's boat movement. We don't have to have a role for that. You're in charge of boat movement, so that's the direction that the boat moves. Um, it cuts off the gator, like, and, and you're kind of like cutting in front of it, and you're going to all turn and head in that direction. Man, it's hard to click this boat. Why did I do this? We should have just had a silly adventure. We're on a boat. Nope, I'm moving <laughs> the gator. I'm doing it all wrong. There it is. My gap. Nice. Yeah, there we go. So now we're like in the middle of the river, but we're definitely um, going the right direction. Okay. Um, so that was what Butch wanted to do. Falkus and Ari still have stuff to do. Uh, I would like to shoot an arrow at the gator. And if I connect, which is my hope, I want to infuse that arrow with grasping arrow. Okay. Roll an attack roll. Does a 16 hit? Uh, yeah, it does. It's like a regular big gator. It's, it, it has a relatively low armor class. You did hit. Uh, it's going to take nine piercing damage. I'm assuming not sneak attack at this point in time. Uh, so hang on. It is paying the most attention to trying to attack Butch, which is the closest to it, and it's smacking the side of your boat with its tail, or it was, until Butch cut it off. So it's sufficiently distracted for sneak attack. I'll give it to you. Uh, sneak attack with advantage or sneak attack because of uh, alternate party member? Because of being near body, near, near people. Perfect. All right. So it's going to take a total of 14 damage then. And then I am going to infuse that arrow with arcane shot. And it's going to be a grasping arrow for 2d6. Let's see. That's one and there's two. So an additional seven points of poison damage. And its speed is reduced by 10 feet. Uh, and then it takes an additional 2d6 slashing damage every time it moves one foot or more uh, away from that position. So does that mean that if it's floating down the river, it's going to continuously take 2d6 damage? Maybe. Um, I need to know if the vines have to be attached to anything because you're I didn't describe this earlier, but the water is it got a little shallower, which is what increased the speed of the water over the rocks. But it's still deep enough that a crocodile can swim in it. When this arrow strikes its target, Conjuration Magic creates grasping, poisonous brambles, which wrap around the target. It's wrapped around the target, not like coming from the ground like thorns or I think what, what the uh, the druid uh, spell is. It's different. It's, it wraps around the target. All right. Perfect. Well, what that means is... Um you totally do that. It doesn't have to gr grapple onto a thing or whatever, then fine, that's, you know, that's great. Uh, you're right, though. You mentioned something about movement. I completely forgot. All we did with Butch was turn the boat. 
Butch, the movement speed of the uh, of the rowboat in water is 15 feet. We really only moved like uh, five. So if we want, we can take everything that just happened here. Let me scooch. Let me scooch Clockodile back a little bit. We'll put you yeah, on. That, <clears throat> that's kind of what I was thinking. And and maybe if the uh, Crocodile Crocodator was uh, tied up or something or stunned or whatever, then it could leave us alone. Kind of like... Uh, the hippogriff on the roller coaster. Yeah, every monster I put in front of you while you're driving a vehicle is going to end the exact same way. I'm worried about this. It's exactly uh, what just happened. Because <laughs> its speed is reduced by 10 feet. Ari, you had your eyes out for potential like changes in the water currents and whatnot, and then mm-hmm. suddenly, boom, and then the fire and the shot and the vines and all that. What would you like to do at this time? This is a good question, because I feel like the crocodile's pretty contained... Can I try and just like, okay, I feel with the Worgen race, even though like you have the two forums, like you're still kind of have that like Worgen there. It's like beneath the surface, you're just choosing to be like a human or a normal, whatever. I don't want to change forms, but I'm wondering if I could be intimidating enough to kind of like growl at it uh, just to kind of scare it. I don't feel like crocodiles like wolves or worgens. I don't know if they're natural enemies. I'm just kind of going with something here. But I want to kind of muster up like a growl, and I'm trying just to intimidate it to, like, not follow us. Like, yeah, don't mess with this. You, you don't have to be in worgen form in order to lean okay. on the high intimidation skill that you have because of being a bard. You can okay. literally lean over the boat and roar at it if that's if if that's the flavor today. Then do that's it. the flavor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do that, and I'm gonna roll a twenty-five. Okay, how do I do a contested intimidation check? You know what? Actually, that's exactly what we're going to do is a contested intimidation check. Intimidation is a charisma check. He's going to fail it. So I'm not even going to roll for it. You rolled higher than a 20, and he has a negative modifier on his charisma. So you lean over, and you open your mouth wide and just... And he does the same thing. Big mouth open. And he closes his mouth because he's like, I'm still in pursuit, and then realizes, oh, you're still roaring. You're roaring really loud, man. I'm not sure about this. And he, uh, you you are able to get a little bit of distance on him um, because he slows down. All three of you took a turn. He's going to take a turn. He's going to take his movement and swim right back up on you and try to hit the boat again. As he swims up, he's going to take damage from your thang. What is that? It is another 2d6 slashing damage, so I'm going to click there, and it is going to take 7. Okay, he takes 7 slashing damage. Um, he comes up behind the back of the boat, and with his big dumb jaws, he reaches up and he tries to grab the side of the boat. With a 14, which does hit the robot's armor class, uh, it's going to deal... Oh my goodness, oh, I'm so excited, here we go, let's sink this boat. He's going to do... Yeah! He's going to do 29 piercing damage. Crocodile, scary. Minus 29. Okay. Your boat has sprung a leak. It is... uh, You're taking on water. You're not sinking yet. You haven't gone underwater. But you will eventually. Um, In addition, your movement speed is basically zero now because the crack has not let go. Uh, Each of you get a thing to do. What is it? 
Okay, so we're not... We haven't ro- rolled initiative. No, we anything. haven't, but it's... Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm going to... Uh, on the on the starboard side, I'm going to cut, you, you know, so uh, th- to straighten out the boat a little bit. The, the idea is not to crash to the shore. I also don't think that we necessarily need to stop anything because of this croc, so let's... Uh, See how fast we can go on this boat. Uh, okay, so you're 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 just pedal to the metal. Your goal is to do like go fast. Yeah, I mean we got a strong current. I mean so does the so does the croc, but I think we can s- still get get further. We're gonna deal with this croc or we won't. Um, and I, I just want to be in the right place. So yeah, I, I'm 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 steering the boat. <laughs> okay. Full movement speed uh, for the rowboat is 15 feet. If you want to take your action to also put it into movement, you can move 30. Oh, no, you can't. The the croc is grabbing your boat. Uh, you're moving at the speed of the current right now. Um, he has, he he's part of a giant crocodile bite is the, um, like the grappled condition. Uh, so you can't, uh, you can't actually do movement. Um, you're talking the the river still has movement. So are we still continuing to flow downstream and can Butch continue to steer us towards shore? Croc at all? Uh, uh, yes, the steering is gonna be fine because like if you are grappled, your movement speed is zero, but that does not affect the direction that you're looking. So I'm gonna apply that to the boat as well. You can like, turn hard and try to get the boat to face downstream and you are able to do that but as the the crocodile is is part of the bite attack is that the target is grappled there is an escape dc uh if you want you can put the paddles into the, the oars excuse me i know boats if you put the oars into paddles are used by canoers and they're used by kayakers but not by rowboat enthusiasts uh you can put the oars into the water and just yank and see if you can rip them out of there you're going to need to do an athletics check to do that and that would be an escape D- you have a dc of 16 on an athletics check to try to wrench the boat out of the crocodile's mouth and continue to go downstream at that point you would have movement or you can do something different entirely but the croc would still grapple the boat so whatever you're trying to do is fine. Croc's got the boat, though. Is is the jaws open enough? How if if, if he's clamped down on the boat, is there yep. space in his jaws? Yeah. Um, I have a keg of gunpowder. I kind of want to. Captain, if it gets this. wet, that's not gonna. I mean, it's true. All right. If it gets wet, that's not. I mean, do you have an oxygen tank? Ooh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I watched a movie once where that worked. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with that, right? Here's the problem with that. The keg is dry right now. Those tanks were explicitly labeled as oxygen in that movie. Do you know what scuba divers dive on? Oxygen. Air. Not straight oxygen. Nitrogen and oxygen. If you dive straight oxygen, you start to have like convulsions at like, what is it? 30 feet, 40 feet depth. It's pretty shallow. You, You will die if you breathe straight oxygen on pressure. Listen, those tanks said oxygen. I don't know what they're using them for. They looked bigger than what scuba divers use, and it blew up jaws. No, I think they were hundreds. How skittish are crocodiles? I don't know. I've never met one. I'm not from Florida. <laughs> Your best friend's from Cuddles. Ask him. How skittish? 
I'm just wondering if I if I press press a digitation, I can do sparks. And I imagine if you got a face full of sparks, it's gonna shock you enough to like unbite the boat. Like if I had a face full of sparks, I'd be like, look at this. Okay. I like that um, idea. I would say that it's possible, but that's gonna be a high DC because we're talking about a cantrip that does not like have that effect. I'm not trying to do damage. I'm just trying to shock him. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to you're trying to spook him off of a of, yeah. of a hunt. He's got a Most boat full of food. Most can be easily scared away from boats or fishing lures. <laughs> Says Google. I could stop a high seat. Like I'm going to say is, go again, for it. I'm going to say this isn't a this this is a crocolisk. Very is different. This a completely different. Check? Okay. Is it a, what am I, Peta, what am I doing? Peta I says alligators are naturally shy, skittish animals. Naturally. What is it saying there about crocolisks? How many times, listen, when I first started playing, my very first day playing World of Warcraft, I was exploring the world and I was trying to say, listen, man, I'm looking for a game I can play online and meet people and hang out with friends and do stuff with. And every game store I went to, they were like, you got to play World of Warcraft. That's the game to play. So I buy the thing and it comes with a free trial for a friend. So I gave it to a friend. He rolled a dwarf. I rolled a night elf. I was like, well, we got to play together. How do I get to your place? So I did the thing that Carbot just did, which is ran for 45 minutes to get to uh, Don Morog from Teldrassil. And guess what happens on that road? You get attacked by every crocolisk in the wetlands. They are not mm-hmm. shy creatures. Okay, so people.com slash pets says expert advice on how to survive an alligator attack. So while on the boat, I'm going to Google this. Yeah, all right. So Butch pulls out his iPhone. Ari is going <laughs> to cast Prestidigitation and create a shower of harmless sparks in its face. Ari, roll a charisma check and beat like a 15. I've got a 10, so no. Yeah, so this would work, except that the water is starting to pick up pace a little bit, and the splashing that's happening over his eyes is putting out like 80, 90% of the little tiny sparks that you're making, and he don't care, man. He's got dinner in his sights. He's coming after you. So we did Ari's thing. Um, Butch in focus. Butch, you can... You can either try to break the grapple by using an athletics check. You can attack him if you want to. You can do something else entirely. What are you trying to do? I'm just, I just know I'm the one with the oars in my hands. So I'm kind of the one with the power on the boat. And breaking the grapple sounds like the thing to do. But if I let loose of the oars, I mean, the, the boat could just go any which direction. Presumably. Okay, I'm, I'm going to act fast, and I'm going to take the oars, bring him into the boat, right? Like, bring bring him in, and I'm going to do two things. First, my action would be to try to ungrapple. I'm not grappled. The boat is grappled, right? Yeah. Okay. I want to try to ungrapple. Okay. The boat. So, okay, cool. You, you pull the oars in. You're not even going to try to, like, paddle your way out of this. This is going to be... What are you doing? Like grabbing the, the bull by the horns? What, what, are you literally like doing a gator wrestling? What, what, how do you how do you break the grapple? Yeah, I'm, I'm literally going to. Um, I mean, his mouth is open, right? Yeah. He's like, ah, I got a little boat, and like, ah, I, and, and not us even knew about that, right? So I'm I'm literally going to take my paws, my my panda paws, and uh, put it on the top of the mouth, you know, and use all the strength I have to uh, lift up the top of the mouth and uh, shove it. 
Okay. Backwards, and that'd be a- an athletics check. Athletics right? beat a 16. That is the escape DC of a Oof. crocodile's um, grabbing grabbing teeth. Well, I currently have a plus nine. So let's see. Natural one. You trudge through two and a half inches of water uh, on your way to the back of the boat, and you push. And what ends up happening is you actually end up pushing your own feet across the bottom of the pool, uh, across the bottom of the boat. Um, you look down, and the the place where the croc has bit in, <clears throat> and on the other side of the boat, the spot where the tail hit, are leaking pretty good. And you aren't able to get a good. You you got your grip on the face pretty good, but like your feet are slipping across the water. You can't you can't get there. What else are you doing on your turn? Okay, I'm, I'm going to. Because we had the uh, short rest, I can now do quaking palm. So I want to try to stun this this lizard, and uh, got to beat a Constitution of fourteen. All right, Constitution saving throw. Here we go. Oh, can I? I want to hold on. I want to um, use one of my count my cutting words to subtract one d eight from his ability. Oh, check. that's almost definitely going to work. Possibly. Roll a d8. Okay, so roll a d8. Um, subtracting five. Yeah, twelve. <sighs> so Crocagator is now uh, stunned. Okay, uh, its eyes roll back a little bit. It's almost got like you know Tweety Birds around the outside of its head. Its teeth are sunk into the wood, and it's now being dragged downriver by your boat, which is being dragged downriver by the current. Um, just because Erica's typing away in chat and it just reminded me, uh, because of that movement, we're going to just go ahead and roll another 2d6 on the grasping arrow. Go for it. Uh, wow, that's a really low roll. Three. A two and a one. Well, I mean, grasping arrow is really meant to be used on land-based things, and this is the water guy, and it doesn't have anything to grip onto, so is it going to be the best damage in the world? Probably not. We went ahead and saw, let's see, Ari did her th- thing, Butch did her thing, and Falkus hasn't, right? Is that where we are? Yes. Alright, Falkus, what do you do? When did we get Bardic Inspiration? The beginning of the boat ride. Beginning of the boat ride. We've been, we've been on this boat ride for way longer than ten minutes, right? No, 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 you got it, you go for it. Oh, okay, I just wanted to make sure. Do I have it too? Did we get yes. it? Yes, or... everybody got one. Both of you did. Everybody got it. Um, I'm gonna unload another arrow into this guy. Let's do it. Uh, is it going to be with sneak attack? Well, let's first see if we have yeah. it. Well, it's sneak attack because it's advantage. It's close to everybody. It's the whole thing. I do get advantage. Yeah, he's stunned. Oh, he is stunned. I forgot oh, about yeah. that. All right. So there's another roll. Eh, we'll go one more. Uh, hey, look, a 19. 19 hits. So we're going to do first with damage here. Uh, it's going to be 10 piercing with three sneak attack. Okay. And blow my action surge and let's give this another shot. Do I also get advantage again? He's still stunned, right? He's still stunned. Yeah, hit him. Uh, 29. Yep, roll damage. Uh, No sneak attack this one because I've already used it once this turn. Uh, It is six piercing damage. Okay. And it's already taking 2d6, so I don't think I need to apply a grasping arrow or use that again. He's still grasped. He is still grasped. How long does that last for? One minute. Okay, cool. Yeah, he still grasped. Yeah, we're still well into combat here. Um, yeah, I really got nothing else at this point in time. I figured I use my um, action surge to try to at least load another arrow into his head. So that's where I'm at. 
perfect. Um, he can't take a turn because he's stunned. So uh, everybody else, what? Are we, who wants to do something? He is still holding on. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's stunned. Um, I'm here. Uh, I'm gonna use my. Gr- I'm gonna use priest slayer while I'm while I'm here. Can I do that? Um, yeah. I'd have to, you know, get it scoot in next to Ari to do that. I mean, I was just touching his mouth. I could, I could do one of two things. I could try to kill this thing, or I can ungrapple the boat. I think it's half a dozen, one six another right now. I think if, if we ungrapple, he's still going to try and come after us. So we might as well go for a kill. We're, we're closer to the shore. If we can at least get, maybe get another square closer to the shore, then we can at least leap off this boat onto dry land as close as possible. Okay, well, that's a, that is a third a possibility. We can't move. Yeah, but we're, I think we're, we're still, if we can't move, we're, we're tied together, but we're still flowing with the current, which means you can still direct the boat to shore. You can steer, but you can't, like, do movement. Um, the, the water current is pushing you downstream, but, like, rowing to get movement won't work. Rowing to, ch- like, change direction is fine. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, angle our nose towards the shore, and at least we can get to shore. Because one of two things is going to happen here. Or one of one things is going to happen here. This boat is done for. So I can try to steer the... I don't have high strength, so any of these I'm going to fail at, whether it's de-grappling or whether it's steering. Okay, well, I could probably kill this thing if I get two hits that land. I keep trying. If you do that, you are attacking with advantage because it is stunned. Yeah, and I got two. Okay. So uh, let me do that. I'm going to use uh, Priest Slayer. And here's my first attack with advantage. Oh, I'm sure that hits. Yeah, 19. Yeah, easy. Okay, so I'm going to uh, do 14 slashing damage. Yeah, big chunk out of the side of this thing. And it like... You can tell that it reacts to it, but it's still too stunned to do anything about it. Okay. Uh, attack with advantage 21. Yeah. I'm sure would hit. Mm-hmm. And then the damage would be uh, 13 slashing. Nice hit. This thing is messed up. There is a trail of blood that's going up river, like as you guys are flowing down river, like it's leaving. It's It's terribly wounded. Okay, and now that I've pulled out of the, uh, on the map, I do see boulders coming our way, but we're pretty far from them. I'm going to go ahead and, I mean, because I just, the short rest filled these up. I'm going to use Quicking Palm again. Sure. So that uh, the Crocolisk doesn't figure anything out uh, or do any more damage. And you had to beat a 14. So you roll the 14. I'm going to use my thing again. Oh. Go for it. Okay. We'll just use it again, which is minus 1d8, which is he's down to a 6. Oh, yeah. No, 6. Yeah. Easily super stunned. Okay. So he's super stunned. That's great. That's fantastic. Hey, let's finish him off, guys. And then we're like rowing down the river still. So has this boat moved at all? Let's. I haven't actually designated a specific time for when it moves, so let's say it moves now. Um, Downriver, the, the water is starting to pick up a little bit, 
Uh, you do do some movement. And actually, uh, Falkus, give me 2d6. Seven. Okay. Uh, you you are uh, riding the current downriver, and the crocodile, which is on its last legs, all six of them, it's got all these dangling threads of vines of thorns that are coming off of it from the grasping arrow, and they catch on to uh, some rocks. Like, as you guys pass by, some of the vines grab, and they just onto the rocks, and it just yanks this croc, and as you float away from it, you see it slowly turn onto its belly in a pool of blood that starts to foam a little bit as it looks like a whole bunch of fish are starting to attack underneath. Uh, you guys float away cleanly as the grasping arrow uh, damage over time effect has destroyed this creature. Well, there's not much time to uh, not much time to celebrate. I, I grab the oars. <laughs> Perfect. You guys are in a boat. There's no crocodile left. You're headed down river still. Your boat now has like five inches of water in it from the crocodile bite and the um, the, the tail swipe. Uh, to your south, as you're progressing, the water is starting to pick up again, and you see that there are several rocks approaching the way that Butch described earlier. You aren't all that far from the shoreline, and in the distance, you can see a plume of black smoke rising up over the tree cover and the foliage. Uh, in the direction of the lumber mill that you're on your way to. What do you guys want to do? Um, I think we should... I think we banded ship. As the person with the oars, I think we should try to head over to where I'm clicking, which is on the other side of some, like, brush or whatever, but 20, 25 feet or so before the uh, boulders. But I would like to use the oars to slow down and steer the boat as gently as I can, right? Slow down and uh, try to go. You see my arrow mm-hmm. <laughs> on onto the eastern sh- shore. Sure. I'm hoping to slide right onto the eastern shore. Can we slip this past has been, these rocks? This is well. Here, hang on. Let's do one thing at a time. This has been pretty rough. Roll a d20. No modifiers or anything. Just roll one d20. Because I do during all this, because you were asking about that as well, about trying to bail the the boat out. of 10. 10. Oh my God. Just so barely. A nine would have screwed you. Um, you put the oars back in the water again and start to paddle, and they creak, and you ease up a little bit on the muscle power, and you like kind of play with, like, you, you, you work with the water a little bit instead of against it, and they don't break. But any lower than that, they would have. Um, yeah. You do still have control over this boat. Fall, because you want to start to bail. Yeah, uh, either taking clothes or something just to kind of scoop and or hands and just start to bail water out of the boat to try to, to get some of this water out. It's not coming in from a hole. It's coming in because the croc dipped the back of the boat, right? No, it's coming in from a hole where he slapped it with his tail and a hole where he bit a chunk off the back of the boat. Then I'm going to stuff... Uh, if I've got some cloth and some clothing that I can stuff into the the holes to try to stuff them. What's so up, didn't I didn't I succeed in the thing that I did? Yeah, you did. The oars are still in, intact. Um, you okay. can still control the boat. Like if you if you had broken if the oars had broken, we would have been going into the rocks. Um, but you can continue to steer. Falcus like dove down to try to plug the hole so that you can continue to like navigate in such a way that'll steer the boat correctly. Wait, wait a minute. Still, back to the thing that I just did. <laughs> okay, didn't that 
it wasn't I, I said hey I want to steer the boat and I want to go to this this place yeah you know we're doing that uh, oh, okay and why wouldn't we just make it there why do we still have to we don't do other stuff Falcus dove down and started to plug holes, which is great because you still have like water to travel through to get there. It's harder to steer while your boat's full of water. Um, but no, you you do make it to the side. Okay, so put our boat on the side, and then and then Falcus can stop scooping water out. Okay, boats <laughs> on the side. Falcus was trying to help. I didn't think we needed to get off the river. There's still a space down here that we can squeeze through and continue down the river. We still have no, a little we, bit more to go. When was the last time you went whitewater rafting? That's a disaster waiting to happen. That's a disaster. Wait, yeah. And I, I was thinking Never. if our boat's intact, we could like just walk it around these boulders, and that doesn't okay. take much at all. But we've got a, we've got a, we've got a damaged boat. So let's. We're on the shore now. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, we're on the shore. We're safe. Now let's figure out if this boat is salvageable. And we also can see, um, the, uh, plumes of smoke, you know, like from the venture base camp. So we want to, uh, kind of assess like where we are from them, I think. Mm-hmm. And cause we, we might want to rest up a little bit before. Like, here's me trying to take another rest, but I'd like to assess the situation before we walk in on some naked goblins. How far away is the smoke plumes, you said? It's not terribly far. You'll get there in the next hour or so of hiking. Um, the boat trip cut out a pretty solid, substantial amount of hiking uh, that you guys would have done. <laughs> uh, also, stunning the alligator definitely cut out on all of the acrobatics checks that I would have made you guys take uh that would have ended with you guys potentially falling into the water and needed to be scooped out um we have a friend who has a um a track record for rescuing people on whitewater rafting trips people fall out of these boats regularly so i was going to do that to you guys but the thing was done the whole fight so we didn't do that so i i say we could leave the boat here like if we need to tie it tie it make our way to the goblin. They may have stuff to repair the boat if we decide that we want to use this boat later, but if we're about an hour away, like we could take a short rest so I can build up my bardic inspiration again and whatever else. Go to the goblin place, see what's going on, and maybe find stuff there to come back and help salvage this boat better than we can with stuff that's around us. Let's as keep walking, assess from afar and then make a decision about rests because okay it's now been several hours you know yeah and because oh, we might be able to do a long rest here right we that's, might be able to smarter. like build camp and do that but i let's from afar take a look and see if we could figure anything out and by the way i can use animal sense or whatever it's called it's called yeah you can beast sense if i find a willing beast you know, like a like a like a bird or or something or anything really, we can, you know, s- send that animal in if we find something willing. But it's a it's an hour away. Let's uh, walk that direction, and uh, once we get you know within double spitting distance, we need to be real real careful. But uh, I mean, what do you think about that? And and, and then and then decide about long rest, short rest, walk walk in whatever can i pa- can i pass off as a regular wolf if i'm a worgen like would they mess with me probably not 
Well, I mean, wolves are pack animals, so they would probably recognize that you're not of their pack. This is going to spark a debate, but you don't have a tail. That's not debatable. You don't have a tail. I could solve that problem. We could solve this. You're pretty good at disguises as well. I'm going to clip on tail somewhere. What does walking an hour do? Do we encounter anything? No, over the course of that time, again, because you're following the river, it's very easy to find your way, and you know that the, the Venture Co. base camp is actually located on the river. So it's it's pretty easy to make that trek. When you arrive, what you see, unlike the rest of the jungle, this area, like all around the buildings, for like a long distance, has been leveled. There are, it's like an open field with full of tree stumps. There's like two buildings that you can see in the distance. There's one larger and one smaller. Uh, you can see that there's this thick plume of black smoke that's curling up from the smaller building. At this point, you guys are still a few hundred feet away, so you're pretty like distant from all of this. So you don't see the details necessarily. Um, you can see some figures moving about, uh, especially particularly on the roof of the larger building. Uh, but you're too distant at this point to make out any deta- uh, detail. So what would you guys like to do? I have a spyglass. I'm going to pull out the spyglass and see if I can make out this indescript detail. Uh, roll a perception check. 21. Yeah, on a 21, you pull out the spyglass, you take a careful look. Um, the larger building appears to be the place where the sawmill proper uh, is located, uh, where all the, the wood is like processed. The smaller building looks like it could have either been a residence or an office or something like that, and it is almost all the way burned away. Um, and there are these, it's it's like actively on fire, but not extremely. Like it's, it's, like it's smoldering and it's burning, but it's not like a raging inferno. It's just a pile of wood that's on fire. It's surrounded by a bunch of these, these white and yellow and orange flowers that are sort of blooming in a garden that's like along what used to be one wall. And other than that, like the, 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 what walls are remaining are on fire. The larger building is crawling with what must be, um, I actually forget the exact number of goblins I put on this, but, uh, like a decent number of these, the other, other than the fact that they are head to toe green, which is unusual for goblins because normally you see them in pants. Uh, they, uh, they seem normal, but the dwarf was right. Their attire is exactly as he described it. Can I see any of their eyes? Are they glowing red or anything like that? Even at this distance with the spot, even with the spyglass, that level of detail is a little bit beyond you. I'll, 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 I'll whisper to, to Butch and, and Ari, I'm like, I think, okay, so the main building seems to be intact, but one of the offices, like one of the other smaller buildings that looks to be maybe like offices is, is, is smoldering. Like it's, it's, it's been burning for some time now. And the fact that all these guys are not clothed, I'm wondering if they are affected by the blood curse, if they're affected by this blood rage. Are, are they all really naked? Yes. I'll hand, I'll hand over the spyglass to Butch and let let him take a good good look. I uh, hold the spyglass, look at it for a little bit, and hand it right to Ari. I'm gonna look. Uh, roll a perception check. Seventeen. 
Yeah, um, I mean, Falcus is right. There's there's boy ones, there's girl ones. They're climbing around on top of the roof of the of the sawmill, um, as described. On the roof? Yep, they're naked. I don't think they're in their right mind right now, and this looks like a very... About how many can I see? Like just a rough count, just just in like one one square look of the circular look of the spyglass. About how many do I see that I can extrapolate out? How many could potentially be in this area? I I don't actually remember how many I put there. It's somewhere between six and twelve, I think. Oh, okay, so it's not too many, but it's still a large number to face. Uh, maybe anywhere from a half dozen to a dozen um, goblins out there. I don't think they look like they're in the right, the right mindsets right now. Well, I'm surprised at this point in time that we haven't become like for as long as we've been in this jungle so far. I'm surprised we haven't started to succumb to something yet. I I, I touch his axe. Oh, uh, again, just like, just like not even like paying attention to what you're doing, but just somehow knowing that you're coming in for it, just watch, just watch, just slap the hand away. Yeah, none of n- none of us at all. Hey, at, at all that has have, nothing to do. That has nothing to do with this blood curse. It's still and then a I curse. Touch his axe again. Poke, slap it away. Poke. Slap the hand away. Poke, <laughs> poke. All right, boys. Poke. I'm, I'm really trying to get in a fight with you. <laughs> Do hey, I took a couple good swings at you already. Do you, are you sure you want to go down this route? Poke. <laughs> Poke. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm just sitting there like, like, just, just imagine like the look of like a, a, I don't know, like what comes to my mind is like a wet cat who just looks perpetually angry like just that that just that just angry look like just just keep keep it up oh uh, it looks like looks like everything's fine then right so uh none of us are affected by any of this stuff so uh hey can i borrow that axe and i go and grab it (laughs) i okay if we're gonna get to this point i would do some kind of attack roll against you well for initiative initiative yeah i'm sitting out i wherever they are i'm leaning against a tree watching this go down just whatever i can't select my oh i didn't click my character but i i rolled a 17 i bet you rolled an 11 i rolled this okay there we go all right i think Um, i don't know focus he came in one too many times what are you gonna do about it (laughs) Gonna swing this axe that apparently I should have been swinging this whole time and have you, you're been ignoring. You're gonna swing the axe at me. <laughs> oh I am under the effects of this curse. You poked the bear. Now <laughs> reap it. All right, do it, nerd. I rolled a ten. Uh, yeah, Butch is just gonna sort of smack. Like it comes like as many times as you slapped his hand away, he slaps the blade away. Like, come on, man, you're not an axe man. No, I'm not. I got a minus one to my strength. And I'm going to uh, grapple Falcus. I'm I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling. Okay. And and mm-hmm. I'm gonna. The bardic inspiration gives me advantage, right? No. Uh, bardic inspiration gives you a D8 that you can add to a roll. 
Um, okay. You're going to need, if you're going to roll a uh, grapple check, that's your athletics versus Falcus's acrobatics. And then I can add a D8 to it. If yep. you choose to, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to um, try to pin Falcus to the ground. And I'm laughing the whole time, mind you. I'm just wrestling at this oh, point. Oh, I'm seething just because okay. of the stupid axe is causing <laughs> so, me to be very unhappy. 27 plus... Um, you're going to add, your, you're gonna add your, your D8 to it? Roll D8. Five. So, uh, 32... This is really between you boys more than it is me, so I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a 32. Beat a 32. Beat a 32. All right, here's, here's my acrobatics roll. Come on, for the love of God. An 18, and An even 18. with a D8, it would be a 26 at most. So you beat me on it with your 32. So I'm just sitting on top of you right now. <laughs> just sitting on top of you uh you're you're face down um and i'm sitting like on your back and i got your no that, that's dumb i'm sitting on top of you and your face up and i, I push your shoulders down kind of like wrestling like say uncle <laughs> say uncle <laughs> Hey man, hey man, I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing with you. You, you, you calm down now? You calm down now? God, stop touching that axe. I can't help myself. You know this. <laughs> stop it. For the love of a loon, cut it out. Jeez. <laughs> and then I give him a, a gentle kind of like pat on the cheek with my paw and I get up. So while, while that was happening, I'm sitting by this tree over here. Um, I want to be on the lookout for any small critters who may be easily persuaded. I'm thinking like a squirrel. I don't know what they have in Stranglethorn Valley, but I want to be on the lookout for like a frog or a squirrel or a, a bird. I'm sitting next to this tree while they're wrestling. Do I notice any creatures? Make a perception check. Okay. I rolled an eight, so not so much. On an eight, you are looking around for creatures that you feel like could be chatted with. But, They're making too much noise. Yeah, what's happening next to you is scaring away all the wildlife, just like you were yelled at for a couple hours ago. Well, got, <laughs> it's already been a heck of a day. Um, pr- pretty, pretty good one. We we made good time. We made good time, and you know, on on the river, we know where we want to go. Let's set up camp, tell some stories, and um, I'll make you. I'm making some food. I don't have any more battle burger meat, but uh, I'll make make you some uh, little treats, and I'll give it to you for breakfast in the morning. Sounds good. So we're gonna make uh, camp here for the night on the edge of the uh, Goblin uh, Lumber Lumber Mill Lumber Camp. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a fine time for it. The sun was gonna get starting to get starting to set anyways uh, you guys pitch a quick camp and put together a quick meal and just enjoy yourselves for the remainder of the night hopefully it was minimal wrestling involved and um, you guys I took can credit down your- quickly was that uh, it, it didn't take long yeah that's fine <laughs> um, you guys can credit yourselves a long rest uh, when D&D Beyond asks you if the long rest should correct any like changes to your max HPs or whatever, the answer is yes. 
uh, you want to check that box. Uh, you guys should be all set from your vampire bites from before. And uh, we're going to wake up tomorrow morning and start our adventure in the Goblin Lumber Mill. Uh, but for now, I'd say we should call that a session. I had yes. a fun time tonight. Yes, this was good. Well, that wasn't so hard. After a leisurely trip downstream, our heroes make camp for the night, expecting to explore the Goblin Lumber Mill first thing in the morning. From here, it looks like that will be a pretty strange day. Falcus's axe continues to cause him problems, and it's anybody's guess as to how he can rid himself of the curse. Will the party get any new information from the goblins? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more Heroic Dungeons and Dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.